0: This is the photography podcast on photography.ca episode number 126 six tips to control the edge Hey there, photo lovers. How's it going? And welcome to the 126th Photography Podcast on photography.ca. My name is Marco, and as usual, we're coming to you from Montreal, Quebec, Canada. For today's show, we're going to talk about uh, six tips on how to control the edges of uh, our photographs. The edges are uh, very often an overlooked area of the photographs, but they are incredibly important. So I thought I'd uh, share some tips with you. Uh, But before we do, I always like to thank uh, people for their comments on our last podcast, the number 125, where we had a podcast with a Darwin. Wiggett and uh, Samantha Christenthu from upumu.com, and uh, we talked about too much processing, and both Don Krasko and uh, Daniel Cybulski left uh, comments directly in the blog. Our favorite way to get them, photography.ca forward slash blog. Before we get into today's podcast, I'd like to thank uh, the camera store, the largest camera store in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, for sponsoring this podcast. Okay, so let's just get right into today's podcast, talking about the edges uh, of our photographs. Well, as most photographers know, every single millimeter in an image is important. And uh, even though normally photographers pay most of their attention uh, to the focal point of the image, as they should, uh, the edges need to be considered because edges can be used to strengthen the image and not paying attention to the edges almost always weakens the image and makes it less strong than it could be. And we also need to know that whether we want them to or not, the subjects in our photograph actually interact with the edges of the photograph. And, uh, you know, we need to be aware of this. And when we're talking about the edges of the photograph, just so we're absolutely clear, you know, as you frame the photograph, there's going to be an edge on the left side, the right side, the top, and the bottom. And we need to be aware of all four of those edges. And uh, we need to be active in being aware of those edges. And here's just like a quick example, you know, let's say we have a person on the right side of our image and he's looking toward the right edge of the image. That feels completely different than if he's looking toward the left, if he's looking into the photo versus out of the photo. And being aware of the difference can really strengthen your images if you've not paid much attention to it before and it never hurts to remind uh, all photographers just to pay super uh, clear attention to the edges as well. And of course, it goes without saying that if we want to put the person on the edge on purpose, we can and we should. We just should be aware that we're doing it because it makes a big difference where they are positioned. Now, lots of times, especially in nature photography, you know, there's going to be distractions on the edges, foliage, grasses, etc. And it's our job to get rid of them when possible. Normally, we could just do this really easily by zooming in or by changing the camera position just slightly. You know, personally speaking, I'm doing this all the time with these nighttime photographs that I'm making lately. I've been making some nighttime photographs with deliberate movement for about two years now. And in my case, I find bright lights are always finding their way into the corners of my images. So one of my goals when I make these images is actually to try and eliminate these bright lights from the edge, because when they're on the edge, as I'll describe shortly, uh, they tend to be pretty distracting. So my goal is I actually try and eliminate these altogether. And before we get more more into this you know the thing about placing objects near the edges and talking about where to crop them at the edges is that it's really difficult to talk about firm rules for this because every shooting situation is different you know portraits differ from landscapes which differ from still lives so my goal here is just to get you to think about the edges of your photos every single time you press the shutter and in order to help with this you know I'm offering up some guidelines that I personally use when I make my own images So here goes, six tips to uh, strengthen the edges of your photographs. First tip, every time you make an image, you add four lines to the image that act as the image's frame, and you need to be very active where you place these lines. So slow down and evaluate where you put these lines when possible. If you're photographing a sporting event, might not be the best time to do it, but if you're taking a nature shot or you're shooting for yourself and you do have the time, make the time. And basically, as you're framing, you know, move a little bit up, move a little bit down, see where the lines cut objects in your frame. Just be aware of it. If you're having like difficulty visualizing what it will look like, live view is freaking awesome for this. You know, you could just actually physically move the whole tripod, raise the tripod, lower the tripod, and that way you could see where the edges, you know, intersect with the objects in your photograph. And just doing this is going to totally bring you up a couple of levels if, if you've never tried it. Now tip two to A is that like if you're not already familiar with like the basics of compositional techniques, you're going to have to get into that first because the edges yes, they're important, but you should know like the rule of thirds. You should know about lines and patterns and curves and how these are interesting to the eye. Uh, Do some basic reading on it before you get into the actual edges. And Darwin Wiggett and Sam Chrysanthou from Upumu, they actually wrote a pretty good book about uh, basic composition that's really easy and readable if you've not studied it much. So I'm going to throw a link into the show notes. And tip 2B, go to a museum and check out how painters placed objects at the edges of their paintings. I'm a big fan of Rembrandt and uh, other Dutch masters uh, from the Renaissance. And you will learn loads about composition, edges, and lighting just by studying the works of both uh, master painters and master photographers. Tip number 3 is going to be in general with portraits, I like to leave a little bit of room between people and the edge of the frame landscapes on the other hand that are like full of forests or grasses they require more thoughtful cropping due to the unpredictable way leaves and grasses grow so it's even harder to make uh, firm rules about this but even though it's hard to make uh, firm rules here's a few things that i like to pay attention to again so 3a in general i try not to crop through important objects like trees if i don't have to so if the tree is on the edge if i can i'll include the whole tree And that's usually the way I like to do things, but sometimes this isn't possible. So when you have to crop, let's say, into a tree, I personally like to leave more than 50% of the object in the frame. So I might not want to leave two millimeters of tree. I might want to leave an inch of tree, so to speak, you know, or a few centimeters of tree. And that's just a really general rule of mine. and, And sometimes I break it, but more often than not, especially with trees, that's kind of how I like to crop. When it comes to other types of foliage, you know, grasses, branches, and again, leaves, the direction that those branches and leaves go to is pretty important to the eye. So if there's a tree, let's say on the left edge again, and it has branches, and those branches are pointing left outside the frame, I might crop the tree so that those branches don't leave the frame because my eye will tend to follow those branches. Eyes tend to follow lines and curves. So if the curve or the line is moving outside the image, your eye is going to go toward the outside of the image. So more often than not, as a general rule, I want my eye to go to the inside of the image. So I try and adjust my crop lines to achieve that effect. Tip three, number C, let's say, is going to be brightness at the edges. You know, the eye naturally goes to brighter elements in a scene. And uh, since the focal point of most of our images is rarely at the edges of the image, you know, try and keep, when you can, brighter elements away from the edges of the image by cropping them out when you can, you know, skies, bright lights, as as I mentioned before, are notorious for sneaking their way into the frame. And we talked about Renaissance painters like a few minutes ago. It's another reason to look at Renaissance paintings and other painters is to study how they dealt with the brightness of their edges. And very often you'll notice that the four corners were dark, you know, they almost vignetted. And Rembrandt did this in many, 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 many of his paintings where the edges were completely like black or dark, you know, very little detail at the edges. And the brightness will be inside the photograph, you know, toward one of the thirds or something like that. So again, you know, just be really aware of brightness sneaking in, you know, behind trees if it's near an edge because it'll steal your attention. So if you could crop it out a little bit by moving, you know, a millimeter here, a millimeter there... Good rule of thumb, good practice. Tip number four is when we're actively doing our framing, the frame can create unexpected and really interesting negative spaces. And you need to be aware of this. So, you know, if you have a shape of something in your image, it doesn't matter what that shape is, by putting those four lines around that shape, It creates a negative space, which can be super interesting. Um, You're going to want to check out an an example photo or two uh, from the show notes. And actually, I'll put like a bunch of examples in the show notes. So do check them out. Um, And again, live view is going to be a fabulous way to gauge the negative spaces that you're creating as you're creating them. So I highly recommend uh, live view. It's one of my most favorite things about digital photography, actually, is that you can really pay super close attention to uh, compositions, especially landscapes when you need to so highly 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 recommend using live view for this tip number five is going to be if you miss it in the camera you know try and get everything in the camera try to be really really active in the camera you know move move up down right left to make your your cropping lines great and what's on the edge really clean but if you miss it in camera you know you can do post-processing to clean it up so if you did leave a little bright object on the left or the right or the top or the bottom crop it out in post you know if you can if it makes sense to the image I do this very often and I also do it with dodging and burning. So let's say I did have a bright edge. Let's say there was some light sneaking through a tree. I might burn that area down a little bit such that uh, an area that's brighter in the image will now predominate versus, you know, having that bright area at one of the edges and your eye just goes there so uh, do crop in post-processing in order to control this as well and then finally the last tip is please 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 break these guidelines as often as you want but when you're breaking them be aware that you're breaking them you know most accomplished photographers break these rules regularly from time to time and uh, again you're going to check the show notes i'm including an example from a master canadian photographer and visual artist freeman patterson if you've never heard of him uh, he's a fabulous fabulous teacher photographer as well and i highly recommend his book the art of seeing and i'm going to feature one of his images uh, in the show notes where it's obvious that uh, he's broken one of these rules about leaving things on the edge but for him it works and for many of us it's going to work so uh, just wanted to give some general tips to people on uh, how to do these things and then uh, of course you have the freedom to bust them to pieces whenever you want to And I think that's going to do it uh, for today's podcast. I'd like to thank The Camera Store one more time for sponsoring this podcast. The Camera Store is a full-line dealer for an entire range of photographic equipment and supplies. Whether you are a leading professional or new to photography, their expert staff are always ready to assist you in finding the perfect equipment at great prices. And on a personal note, if you're in Montreal, uh, in the very near future, we are now uh, February of 2014. I'm actually having an exhibition of my own artwork at a Hotel 10 in Montreal. So uh, it's going to go until April 30th. So if you're in Montreal and you wanted to uh, stop by or maybe hook up for a beer and see the show, it would be more than my pleasure. And uh, I'll put the link in the show notes. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. As always, I hope these tips proved useful to you and uh, you'll become a little more active in your framing. So, you know, just get out there, use these tips and uh, keep on shooting. Bye for now, everyone. Thanks so much for listening.